displace different thugs in power. Right? And, uh, the, the, and that is what the pessimistic side of this is. Whether the protesters who originally started off by demanding a regime change get what they want or not remains to be seen. But l let me tell you, what, let me just give a brief um, set of reasons why I think what I'm saying is, uh, uh, it reflects what's going on. Um, before this whole trouble broke out, there was already, of course, talk about Hosni Mubarak's getting too old to run and all that kind of stuff. And the three candidates most often mentioned to replace him, besides his son Gamal, who we all heard about, was none other than uh, Omar Suleiman, who was his head of security. Uh, and Mohammed Tantanwi, who was the chief of army staff and also the defense minister. Um, what has happened uh, since Mubarak decided to uh, give way is that he has appointed Omar Suleiman as the vice president. Uh, and believe me, uh, if he ends up being the president, uh, we can forget about free and fair elections, and I'll come to that, I'll say why I think that is the case. Uh, and uh, Mohammed Tantawi um, remains defense minister, but he's also been appointed Deputy Prime Minister. Right? If we assume uh, that Tantawi is in control of the armed forces, and there are some question marks about that too, um, it could be that the Army's high command has not taken sides, and that is, where, that is why the Army is remaining neutral. It is also possible that there's resistance by middle-ranking Army officers to use force against civilians, and that is why the Army is not active. So we don't know what's going on right now. But, but going back to our three candidates before this trouble broke out, uh, Gamal Mubarak obviously has lost out. And I think that has been reinforced uh, by the announcement this morning uh, that three people uh, have uh, now been three senior uh, ministers and, and figures in Egypt have been prohibited from traveling outside Egypt and their assets have been frozen. Uh, this includes uh, the former interior minister, Adli, who's actually under arrest and apparently being interrogated about the absence of the police. That's what, uh, that's what has been announced um, soon after Ahmed Shafiq's uh, uh, press conference this morning. Uh, and um, I'm forgetting his name now. He's, the, he's a big uh, steel guy in Egypt. Uh, I, I thought I had his name down. Oh, Ahmed Ed. Uh, his assets have been frozen. Uh, he's, by the way, a senior member of the ruling party and considered to be one of the leaders of the um, big business interests, which along with Gamal uh, were uh, one faction of the government. So he has been, his assets have been frozen. He's been forbidden from traveling outside the country. And then two of the most notoriously corrupt ministries, the Ministry of Tourism and the Ministry of Housing, their ministers have also been forbidden, uh, forbidden from traveling outside the country and their assets frozen. And I think these are the candidates who are going to be thrown to the wolf. Right? Um, but what is actually happening on the ground here? Right? We can get all excited about Husni Mubarak leaving, but the system that Husni Mubarak has put in place is still intact. All the rules, uh, all the regulations, all the laws about how Egypt is controlled are still in place. So when Ahmad Shafiq, uh, the, the new prime minister, who's very articulate, by the way, uh, uh, had this press conference this morning. He said a couple of things which I found really interesting. Uh, he gave this opening statement, right? And his main concern while he was giving uh, this press conference was he said, I've got a lot to do, and, but I want to talk to the press and all that kind of stuff. And he said, and I want to talk in particular to the foreign media because Egypt is getting a bad name overseas. Right? 
that is his priority right now, that Egypt is getting a bad name overseas. That says a lot. But anyway, uh, the point I'm, I'm, I'm making here is that uh, uh, the, the people who are in power, who are likely, unless there's a regime change, which looks unlikely at this point, especially because I think the army is going to end up uh, backing a coalition which seems to be emerging between uh, Omar Suleiman and Fantawi. Uh, and if that happens, then, you know, Marat will go, of course. Uh, but um, the regime will remain in place. We'll have the same people, uh, maybe some different names at the top, uh, which uh, does not bode well for the long-term uh, democratic future of Egypt. That's, that's my pessimistic side of, here, uh, of what I'm saying. However, they are, as I said, besides these guys, the two players, which, uh, which, uh, um, um, which Michael already mentioned. One is the army, and we really don't know what's going on with the army very clearly low-ranking uh, soldiers and ordinary soldiers and middle-ranking officers are very sympathetic to the protesters, um, but we don't know what's going on. And as I said, the Army's uh, failure to act yesterday uh, was very telling. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're having serious concerns. Maybe there's not been a refusal to use force by the Army, but there's the fear that middle-ranking officers might not agree to use force. And that is what is keeping things under check. But we don't know. But assuming that, uh, that the army is, uh, will eventually have to take a side on this, um, it, uh, uh, that is the bottom line, right, what the army does. Uh, secondly, the other big players in this, in terms of government uh, resources, uh, are the people who uh, are very aptly called the thugs, right, which is uh, not only um, people who are supporters of the government, all of them are not necessarily thugs, uh, but a lot of them uh, apparently are from the Amnadala, very inappropriately named Amnadala, which is the uh, main internal security force in Egypt. Apparently, according to uh, some reports, at least many of the people who were doing the firing and attacking last night who were captured by the protesters turned out to have uh, police ID cards. I mean, how stupid can you be? Right? <laughs> I mean, just uh, unbelievable. But anyway, but, but, uh, but, but the point I'm, I'm, I'm making here is that it's very important to remember that unless the system <coughs> changes, right, the protesters are playing a zero-sum game. The system in place is perfectly capable, once order is restored, right, to pick up everyone whose picture you've seen on, on Al Jazeera or CNN or even taken anywhere else and doing whatever they want to them. The emergency laws, which are still in place in Egypt, actually legally allow them to do this. Forget about illegal behavior. Right? Um, so they are playing a zero-sum game here. Right? That unless there is a genuine change, and I think the removal of Mubarak at this point is cosmetic, right? that unless there is a genuine change, nothing is going to change uh, for the long term uh, in Egypt. Uh, you know, there'll be some cosmetic stuff, but there was some, you know, I've been following Twitter, and probably the, uh, the best, uh, uh, the best uh, Twitter I've seen this morning is after Ahmed Shafiq, the new prime minister, gave a press conference uh, and said, uh, the Twitter said, there's been a reshuffle in the Egyptian cabinet. Uh, uh, Ahmed Shafiq is now the minister for cosmetics. Right? <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, that, that was, uh, I think, quite accurate, too. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh on the guy. Uh, but, but, but anyway, so th this, is, this is not, I, I think, any celebration at this point, even if Mubarak leaves is going to be very premature. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. And of course, during our question answer session, I'll be happy to address uh, uh, any other questions that might, uh, uh, might have risen out of my uh, comments here. 
the second thing, of course, is uh, Mike's already touched on this, uh, but I wanted to say a few words about the impact of this on the region. Uh, people who study the Middle East are often told, and I think rightly, that Egypt is the key. You hear this all the time. People are talking about political change. When you talk about uh, economic change, when you talk about major shifts in the regions, regional politics, people say Egypt is the key, and they're absolutely right. Egypt is the key. And that is what makes what's happening in Egypt so much more significant than what happened in Tunisia. With all due respect to the Tunisians, who were very brave and all that, whatever they did is not going to have the kind of impact, except in promoting this idea in other places, that a change in regime in Egypt would have. And this would truly be a seismic change if there is a regime change in Egypt. Um, because what we have here, of course, is uh, that uh, uh, Egypt has the resources, and Egypt has the standing and the potential for even greater standing in the Arab world to have a huge influence on everybody around them, including uh, the Sudans and the Algerias and the Jordans and even the Gulf states to some extent. So that, that I think, is uh, very important uh, to keep in mind. Uh, this might also be, and I, I, I think Abbas is going to be talking about this in greater detail, uh, but what is happening uh, in Egypt might also be, and if, if they succeed, this might also be the last chance for uh, the Western powers and people who have uh, goodwill towards the people of the Middle East right, to engage in a positive way, both secular liberal forces in the region right, and moderate Islamist forces in the region. Because believe me, a failure in Egypt will be a huge recruiting boom for organizations like Al-Qaeda. And I think we should not underestimate uh, the impact that this is going to have on these 19, 20, 21 year old idealistic uh, kids uh, who believe that they can change things and are met with this brutality and it doesn't work at the end. Prime candidates for recruitment. And they will be recruited. And that also applies to, uh, I hate to use this, the moderate Islamists as they are called, people like the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, who have always had problems with keeping their rank and file members committed to working within the system to bring about change in Egypt. They also become candidates for recruitment by extremist groups. So, so th there's that. Finally, I want to say one word about, uh, I know this is very selfish, uh, but we hear this a, a lot uh, in the media here. Everybody is worried about what this will do to the alleged peace process, which has been dead for quite a while, actually. But nevertheless, right? I think that a change in regime in Egypt is the best possible thing that could happen to the so-called peace process which at the, at the moment is stagnant and basically um, uh, frozen because one side has just too many things going for it, and that is the Israeli side. After its relations with the United States, I think in regional strategic terms, e Israel's greatest asset is its close relationship with the cur current government in Egypt. As Israel's status, uh, greatest asset is uh, its relationship with the current government in the region. And maybe being forced to consider uh, and having to deal with a government which is not willing uh, to uh, be as cooperative as the pre present government has been, especially in uh, maintaining the siege of Gaza, 
uh, the Israelis government might, might be forced to reconsider its present stance on this entire um, uh, Palestinian-Israeli peace process. A quick word about, um, uh, and I, it looks like I'm going to do it well before 15 minutes, right? Oh, I think we've <coughs> got about two minutes left. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> let, let me just say a few things about some very important shifts which have already occurred in the region uh, because of uh, what's going on in Egypt. As you know, the uh, Jordanian uh, um, um, uh, king uh, fired his cabinet uh, and appointed a new cabinet preemptively. Uh, we all go down the same road, I guess. Um, the Algerian <coughs> government has announced that the state of emergency is going to be lifted next month, and as of today or tomorrow, all peaceful demonstrations are going to be allowed. Um, we already know that the Yemeni president has announced that he is not going to run for re-election when his term expires uh, in, 20, in, in 2014, I think. And interestingly enough, nor would he allow his son to run for re-election. Um, so we are already seeing uh, governments repositioning themselves. We have known for a very long time that there has been very deep-seated anger among common people in the Middle East um, about a whole host of things, least, not least of which is the corruption and authoritarian nature of their governments. And we might be seeing, best scenario being, uh, a kind of wave of uh, democratization like we saw in Eastern Europe. And maybe we'll even see it at the speed that it happened in Eastern Europe. But for that to happen, Egypt is the key. And Egypt is the key in the sense that Mubarak's leaving, I'm sorry, doesn't change anything. If the current regime remains substantially in power, I'm afraid we are not going to see any of the positive things which possibly can come out of what is happening here. By the way, just on a note, somber note here, according to the health ministry in Egypt, uh, last night in the attacks on Tahrir, uh, 13 people were killed, uh, and according to their figures, which uh, which might be underestimates, uh, somewhere in the region of uh, 3,000 people injured. So this is not over by any means. Apparently, the army has been pushing the anti sorry, the the Mubarak supporters, so-called, uh, away from Tahrir just before the start of curfew. Uh, but we don't know what's going to happen tonight. So. Uh, keep your fingers crossed, and hopefully we have good news down the road. But it's too early to say anything right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, thanks for the invitation, Mike, and others who helped organize this panel so quickly. I'm going to try to keep my uh, I'm going to try to keep my comments. Less than 15 minutes. Um, the subject of my sort of focus is really going to be the impact on Islamic.